Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Now, I know that you've walked into your salon and been bombarded with a million fireballs at once. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, can I, should I, would I, is it okay if I, you know, right? You've had this. I call them fireballs. I think every salon owner or spa owner feels this way at some point or other. And it can be totally overwhelming. And the people that you rely on so much, or rather they rely on you, and it's also overwhelming for your team to have to rely on you so heavily. So luckily, It doesn't have to be this way. All you need is a little structure and a little discipline in place to make sure that you never have to answer the same question twice ever again. So how can I do this, you may ask me. Well, today I'm sharing with you my top tips on how to implement systems and discipline into your salon without it being completely boring. And so you can go from moment-by-moment management style to ahead-of-the-moment management. Tune in to hear. See you in the podcast. Now, I am a creative entrepreneur, so naturally I resist structure. But one of my most important values is freedom, you know, like autonomy. It's why I got into business, right? And the very nature of structure and discipline really rubs me up the wrong way. I don't want to be structured. I don't want to be disciplined. I want to be free. I want to be free to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and when I feel inspired. It's the natural the natural uh, way that I want to behave as a creative entrepreneur. But it's the very nature of structure and discipline that will actually set me free. So, I want to share with you the systems and structures, the very systems and structures that allowed me to grow my salon and now this business into a multi-million dollar sales business and allowed me to sell my salon at, uh, at the peak of its game at top dollar. It also allowed me to work 15 hours a week in and on my business and raise my babies. And on a side note, tried to start up another business. Crazy. But that's, you know, another (laughs) another chat on another day. And of course, now it allows me to work from home and I get to work school hours and I be get to be present for my growing kids. And it allows me to be away from my business but feel in control. So I want you to think about that. To be away from your business and feel in control. Can feel that things are progressing progressing, are moving, are doing what things are doing, what they should be doing without freaking out and stressing out. So structure, systems, and discipline. I know it sounds so rigid, like it's taken me a long time to really get used to this idea that that this is the way forward, but it actually stops me. It actually protects me. It stops me from stepping into overwhelm and into stress. 
So I remember a time in when I had my salon that I would feel quite attacked the minute I walked in the door, which I hated, you know, kind of like pounced upon. And uh, my team, the minute I walked in the door, they would say, can I and should I and would I? Can I have a day off? Can I need a day off from jury service? I need a holiday. And, you know, I call these moments, they're fireballs. When your team pick up their problems or their needs, it's not always a negative thing, and their needs, and they throw them at you like a ball on fire. That's how it felt. And, of course, you have to dodge. (laughs) You feel like you want to dodge the balls but you're the boss. It's your responsibility to hold the balls and deal with the balls. Now, I don't mean that the team, it was a negative thing. I don't think they really realized what that did to me to have 500 questions, but you know what? Fair enough. Um, I should be supporting them and not putting them in a position where they have 500 questions to ask me. Could they, should they, would they, all of these needs. And if I'm not structured and have a clear way that we do business here, then not only do I make the same decision multiple times, like I have to answer the same question probably multiple times in a day and potentially to the same person. But also, not only is that a wait for me, but also my team don't know the rules and don't know the way that it should be, which means that they have to rely on me to feed them the answers all day long. Now, do you know what? To a grown-up, that doesn't, to a grown adult, that doesn't feel good to have to rely on another person, to have to wait for another person to make a decision, to tell me if I'm allowed and just to know what to do all day long. Like that is not an empowering place for somebody to be. And if you want your adults to behave like adults and not behave like children inside of your business, uh, quoting verbatim from some of you that I work with, (laughs) then we need to teach them the way that we do it. We need to teach them, get ahead of it and teach them the rules and then leave them to get on with their job, get, get, behave like adults and get on with it on their own and not have to come to you like a kid asking his mother, am I allowed to have another biscuit, please? Asking permission all day because it makes feel, people feel like the child in, in the relationship and you know how children behave. And if you don't have your own children, you were one once. <laughs> We, know, we don't want to have a salon full of children. Now, for me, as the owner, structure and systems and discipline, it allows me to make a decision once, decide how I want it, write it down, and then run that as a system, Run and then manage the people to run the systems. So not only is that freeing now to your team that they know how it's done around here and they don't have to be the child in the relationship. Also, you only need to make a decision once and then ensure everybody knows what that is and then just manage that. Do you know how much lighter that is on your shoulder when you don't have to be constantly making decisions all the time? Because do you know what? When I've got lots of balls in the air and I'm doing lots of things, someone can ask me the same question and I'll give a different answer at different times if I haven't made the decision once and written it down. Because I'm spontaneous, I'll think about it in the moment and depending on how I feel, if I'm feeling uh, upbeat or maybe I'm feeling a little bit low that day, the answer might be different. How confusing is that to our poor team members? So make the decision, 
write it down and then support your team to know the, the, the rules and the systems as well as yourself because you know how many times I've asked my team, now what do we decide, what's the rule on that, how do we do it here? And somebody goes and looks at the system that we wrote down and then we all know. <laughs> so, you know, surprisingly, structure and systems and discipline actually is really freeing. And this also gives clarity clarity to your people. It's much easier for people to follow when they know the rules. When they have clarity, they have permission to play within the field that you've provided for them. So the next piece, let's just talk about discipline a moment. Discipline is the ability for you to let go onto holding on to being needed and to use systems and processes to follow. Now, there's a there's a letting go process of being needed. And I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've experienced this on multiple times and I have to let my ego go a little bit and realize they don't need me now. They know what it is. And now I actually, I, I'm in a phase where I feel proud. I feel, I feel like that's my achievement. When my team know what to do and they don't need me, that's when I know I'm winning. That's when I feel like I'm in momentum because I've done my job. Do I need to keep an eye on them? Yes. Do we change the systems and the rules sometimes? Yes. Do we have miscommunications sometimes? Yes, of course. We're human. Normal. So my suggestion is that you plan in advance or as soon as you get a fireball, as soon as somebody throws something at you and you're like, oh, God, here we go again. That's a fireball. Write that fireball down. Write it in your document. This is how you do it here. So you never have to think about it again. Okay, let's do a quick sanity check here. I'm going to give you two examples for you to think about, just to think more deeply about this. All right. What's really powerful is when they have a system, they know the rules and they can run it, and come to you and tell you after the fact. So let me give you an example. Let's talk about somebody taking a day off. Now, the bigger your team, the more often people are going to be asking for a day off. This is kind of, this is what happens. You know, we think, oh, my God, somebody's sick every single week. Well, the bigger the team is, guess what? Yes, they are. <laughs> and yes, they are having a day off. So this is time consuming. What if we created a system that they can come to me and tell me if they can have the day off or not? And so I don't have to make the decision. They can tell me, hey, Larissa, just by the way, I'd really like to have um, the 4th of June off and um, nobody else is working. The minimum, uh, so nobody else is having the day off. There is a minimum number of stylists on, so, you know, we're not going to be short-staffed. It's more than six weeks away. And um, I've only got one client in and no more because we had a rule that you couldn't move more than one or two clients if it was – uh, you could move zero clients if it was in six weeks. If it was outside of six weeks and you had one or two clients booked in that day, then you could move them. You could call them. You had to give them six weeks notice. You could call them and move them. And uh, whatever the rules are. And they say, do, 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 do. And you say, ah, oh, sounds great. Have you rostered it off yet? Now, that is a game changer, right? That's different to somebody saying, hey, can I have the 4th of June off? And it's March. And you think, well, I don't know. Freaking heck, let me write it down on my piece of paper with my other list six, six miles long. And by the time you get in front of your computer and you look at your list and then you go, oh, God, now I've got to have a look. I've got to make a decision. How many people are on? Oh, how many days has she had off? Oh, is it, how many weeks away is it? And you have to go through all of those things yourself. So when you create a system that works without you and people know the rules and they can come to you fully informed and tell you how it is, they can even roster themselves off. 
golden. Take that nugget, please. Now you're saved from the fireballs. You never have to answer the same question twice or make the same decision twice. Get ahead of the problem and fix it forever. No longer needing to be there just to keep an eye on them, right? People play better when they have clear boundaries and they know the rules. Okay, I want to give you an example now. Uh, I'm a soccer mum. So my husband plays soccer, my son plays soccer, Pop plays soccer. And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, I did not know I would be a soccer mum, but here I am. But it's been a really interesting process. And I stand on the sideline and I watch businesses at play. So when you know the rules, you can go out and play on the field. Now, if you don't know the rules, for example, you might wonder what those lines are on the on the grass and what the white lines are and the yellow lines are. Until somebody tells you that those are the lines that you stay within. If the ball goes over those lines, then you're out. And if you stay within the lines, then the ball is in play. Great. Got it. Got the rule. Okay. And... <laughs> What happens if you put your foot over the line or the ball rolls over the line? Somebody calls you out. The coach either calls it or the ref calls and says, out, ball is out, um, whatever, whatever. Everybody knows the playbook. They know the rules. And, you know, in my son's soccer team, the the, co- the uh, ref hardly needs to tell them because the boys know what the rules are. One just moves in. He, he knows he's out. The other team comes and steps in and kicks the ball back into play. Once you know the rules, you – the rules are the rules and everybody knows we're all in the same field. Now, my son, he's just turned nine at the time I've recorded this, and he this year made it into the A-team. This is the first year that they stream players. It was super exciting. A lifelong His lifelong goal was to play professional football in the UK because that's where it's big, right? Premier League, that's his goal. So it was pretty exciting for him to make um, – to make the A-team, and I've got to give big ups. I'm sure I've spoken about this before. I've got to give big ups to uh, the coaches there because they are constantly talking to those boys, reinforcing those boys. they go got to practice twice a week, which is quite a lot for a young boy, and then he's got two games on Saturday. They are uh, teaching them, those boys. They're practicing. They practice runs. Like they've got these plays with the kind of they run this triangle play, and they practice, and they go in their triangles. And anyway, I don't know what they're doing, but they know what they're doing, and they practice it. And those coaches are encouraging them. They're giving them feedback. They're giving them positive reinforcement positive reinforcement and it's in their environment it's okay to make a a mistake because do you know what the coaches say if they make a mistake whether it's in a practice or in a game bad luck good try never mind you know good try like it's never a problem to make a mistake it's okay now what's really interesting is that the a b a team and the b team recently played together because it's the end of the season they'll have to go into trials next year and it's not guaranteed that you'll be in the a team next season So they had a playoff, and I think really the coaches just wanted to see who might come up from the B team. Now, interesting, so interesting, the B team, there was no formation. There was no uh, encouragement. The coach was yelling from the sideline, telling each individual player, he would call out, Amy, Amy, run, run up the back. And he was telling them where to run from, you know, from the sideline. He was calling out things like, what were you thinking? Oh, he was so verbal on the side. Uh, some of the mums and I were on the sideline. We're looking at each other. I, I just physically wanted to move away from him. 
So those poor kids were so busy watching him, listening to his demands for instruction, they couldn't make decisions for themselves because it might be wrong. And he would yell at them, what were you thinking? And they were waiting for him to give them instructions of where to be because they couldn't think for themselves. They could not watch the ball. Their faces were deflated. Meanwhile, the coach was busy shouting the whole game long, jumping up and down on the sidelines. Now, what's really interesting was the contrast with our coach. He was calm. He never called out plays for the boys. He was encouraging, and he let those boys kill it on the field on their own. And if they missed it, the the most he called out was, bad luck, good try, great ball. Do you know? And he let them do their magic. Now, what's interesting was the effort that both coaches were making. Now, one coach was jumping up and down, shouting. He was building up a sweat. He was working hard. And our coach on the A-team, he was just standing there quietly watching, throwing a few encouragements out, and he was thoroughly enjoying watching his hard work that he'd put into play during the week uh, come to life on the field. Calm as anything. So... To me, like, how, what, is, what does this look like as the leader from the business? You can be yelling at the team and telling them what they should, could, would be doing and what I call sort of uh, moment-by-moment management. Or you could put the effort in multiple times during the week of teaching people how to, encouraging them, showing them best practice and teaching them. So when they're out there on the floor, they're out there being their best. They feel supported. They're encouraged. Different game changer. Now, um, when Ethan first joined uh, the A-team, he actually lost a little bit of confidence because he'd come just from sort of the pool of players into this A-team. He'd reached his goal and he actually found it quite intimidating. And his skill level actually dropped back a little bit because of this lack of confidence. Until the coach, I just love this coach, he's so good, he said to Ethan one day, he pulled him off to the side and he said, Ethan, I trust you. Trust yourself. You're a good player. That's why you're here. Do your best. Just go and have fun. And that was it. Ethan ran onto the field and he has been a kick-ass player ever since because he was okay just to be him and just to go and be the best. That coach is behind him, supporting him. He's not in front of him yelling at him and cracking the whip. So I want you to take that. What I want you to take out of that is that the structure Uh, and the framework and setting the rules out in advance, getting it written down and then following through on them is what will give your team clarity to step forward and step up and do their best. Without the structure, your team, they kind of have to make it up on their own. And that's when you've got problems because you don't know who's going to emerge. When you don't set the parameters or the boundaries, somebody else will. And you don't know who that's going to be. Or maybe you do. Maybe you already have one of these backseat leaders inside of your business. So when there is lack of boundaries, people need boundaries and they'll make their own. And if they're not yours, you're in trouble. So you need to rein it in. It takes discipline to implement this because you know that you can't just say something to somebody once and say this is how it is and say it's done, right? Remember, it's not a once and done process. Your business will never be done. Your business will never be 100%. It will never be fixed. It will always be broken. Do you know why? Because growth breaks things. When, When you grow or when you change or when you move and develop, 
it breaks things. It breaks things that were the status quo and you need to be on top of that. So this is why systems and processes and having the discipline to stay with it is so important. It's a, such an important process. Um, and that document, now just remember, it's not about the document. It's actually not about the document because you could write a document and put it in the drawer and never open that drawer again. <laughs> I'm talking about a living, breathing document that you that you becomes an extension of you. This is a work in progress. This is your role as the CEO to work this. So you will never be done. It takes discipline to implement this, and you might resist the structure, but your team need it. And if you ever want to live a life of freedom and profit, then you need this too. I hope there has been some takeaways from this today and I would love to hear. Come and comment. Come and tag me and let me know what has been your biggest takeaway from listening to this today. And I wish you all the best in creating structure and utilizing discipline because it will set you free. Well, that's a wrap for another episode. Thanks for tuning in today. And I can't stress enough on how important it is to have these systems in place. It's been life-changing for me and it will make a huge difference for you and the lives of your team, making their jobs way easier and way more report, uh, rewarding. So if you haven't heard, then uh, come and join me on the 12 Weeks Till Christmas Countdown. We began a few weeks ago and we're fully into it now because I know that the silly season is more than crazy. It's more than silly in the hair and beauty industry, right? So our countdown has begun and each week I'm taking away the stress from the Christmas cray cray and trying to keep some sanity in your life as we enter two. 2020. Now I want you entering 2020 without wanting to throw in the towel like I did and hit the ground running. So I'm taking you through some of the must-have ideas, go-to tips and tricks, downloadable resources so you don't have to think at this busy time, you can just take action to keep you sane in this period. I'm live every Monday morning in the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group in the lead up to Christmas. So it's, uh, it's a non-missable option. So come and see me. Join me in the group each Monday. Don't worry, it's not too late to sign up. And if you sign up, I'll leave the link in the show notes. The link will take you straight to the lives and also the tips and tricks that I've got ready for you in preparation for each week's chat. So even if you miss it live, you can go back it, go back and watch it at a time that suits you. Otherwise, I look forward to tuning in with you again next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.